0: Narcissism, or narcissistic personality disorder, is defined as a mental health condition in which people have an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. Hi, and welcome to the Invest in Me podcast series. My name is Marlo, and I am your hostess. So today we're talking about dealing with someone with a narcissistic personality, Now, personally, I had not heard the word narcissist until just recent years, but I'll say that as a Christian, I have been walked on and taken advantage of because I've tried to accept people and see their potential and repeatedly give them the benefit of the doubt. And so, for today's podcast, we're going to dive into narcissism and how, as Christians, we are to handle narcissistic people in our lives. Now, narcissists, they need and they seek attention. They want people to admire them. And... So, and lots of times they'll have this mask, if you will, that is extreme confidence. They are so sure of themselves, or at least it seems that way. But um, if once you get into narcissistic behavior, you can see that that self worth is actually because they do not have a lot of confidence that they overcompensate. Here are some examples of behaviors of a narcissist. They will try to make you feel guilty. So if something happens and let's say you end up in an argument, it's going to be all your fault. Or if they get caught cheating, for example, then they're going to turn that around and it's all your fault. You know, they, they are not going to accept the blame for anything. So they're going to blame you. It's going to be all your fault. They will twist, twist what you say to mean something else. They will confuse you and make you question yourself. They will purposely push your buttons, and then when you react, they will use your reaction to make you look like you're the guilty one. So, narcissists can use sex as a way of control, and lots of times, they commit adultery, Now, I don't have studies on this. This is just what I've read. I don't have, statistically speaking, how many actually commit adultery. Narcissists are quick to brainwash their spouse, but they'll start out gentle. So they will build their significant other up, they are just, wow, you're just amazing, you're wonderful, and not realizing that it's going to change. Something else that they do, they want allies, they want people behind them, so they will choose one of your family members to get super close to and they will start to confide in that family member because they want that family member on their their side. They'll be kind and pleasant to the family at first, but they are known to divide families. They will bully those that are closest to them without remorse. They will exaggerate their talents and their capabilities or their importance for example and their jobs they will you would think that they were the president of a company here is a quote that i found that i thought was interesting it says a narcissist doesn't want your love they don't know what love is they want your admiration They want your obedience, and they want you to be a player in their fake, make-believe world. They will provoke you to feel, make you feel inferior to their superiority, so they will be the superior one. They will have power over you. The only way to win with a toxic person is not to play. But like I said, they seek admiration. They want to be validated. They want to be admired. Uh, Their ego needs that boost. So let's look at some of the causes or some of the things that could cause a person and their personality to turn and become more narcissistic. Now, although the cause of narcissistic personality disorder is unknown, from what I've read, the researchers have their theories, and um, this isn't the only list of things that could you know, could happen in a person's life to cause them to start having uh, a narcissistic personality. But it could be childhood issues, for example, neglectful parents. Narcissism tends to emerge as more of a psychological defense in response to things that have happened in, in their lives, such as a trauma And this could be from a childhood trauma. It could be from a teenage trauma. Any, you know, as an adult, have some sort of trauma um, that would cause them to start having that kind of personality. And it's it's a defensive mechanism that they use. It could be caused by an emotional injury. Some studies have shown that children that had parental overvaluation. Okay, let me explain what that is. These children have grown into adults that feel entitled. And what a parent who does overvaluation is a parent that believes that their child is more special, more talented, and therefore they're more entitled so it's kind of an entitlement thing that they, they they value you, which is great, they value the child, but it's an overvaluation. So they and they um project that entitlement. Therefore, as that child grows, it's a learned behavior. That entitlement behavior becomes their behavior, and therefore the cycle could continue. Now what I read also, it's not something that is genetic, but it is something that is learned. So if, if a child is raised in narcissistic abuse, if you will, then they will, could potentially do that as well. They could be, have a narcissistic personality on Duke University's health blog, doctors feel that narcissistic personality disorder is recoverable by behavioral change. So by working to change that behavior, a person that exhibits a narcissistic personality can recover from that and, and, and no longer have that kind of personality. There was an article that I also read, and it was called, How to Make a Narcissist Miserable. These are things that, in this article, that they said a narcissist hates, and this is just a few of them that they had listed. One is a lack of acknowledgement. Since they seek admiration, and that's what they're wanting, that validation and that admiration, the lack of acknowledgement will destroy their ego and they they don't want to play with a situation like that the second one that I had written down was when people speak factually so a narcissist will use this excessive long-winded language charged with grandiose emotion and if you speak to them with facts or you present facts to them or challenge what they're saying with actual facts they absolutely do not like that at all they do not like authority they do not like being told no they hate losing at anything and In this article, it said that they can resemble toddlers in this respect. They can throw a temper tantrum, um, throw a huge fit, make a, you know, get completely angry, break things, throw things. And according to this article, they absolutely hate to lose at anything. They are always right. Another thing that this article said that they hate public humiliation. They cannot tolerate failure. So to them, anything that perceives them as a failure or it's a perceived public humiliation, this is an ultimate form of defeat to them. And again, they can resemble a toddler, you know, having a tantrum. Another one is when you change things. If you change things, they hate not being in control. So if you change things on them or change the rules in your relationship, then they feel out of control. And what was really interesting is while doing my research, I found that there are actually programs available to help if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and these uh, programs one of them actually is called the break free program it's a, a a recovery program and it teaches you how to recover from such a relationship because when you're living in that that type of relationship you can carry over into you know, once you're out of that relationship, you can carry those, the trauma or um, those fears, those, you know, any, any of that, you can carry over into future relationships. And so from what I was reading, um, some of these programs will help you to recover from that. So now we're going to switch on to more of a biblical sense of uh, what a narcissist is and and their attitudes and, and you know their personality. So you want to recognize the sin of a narcissist. It could be exploitation, arrogance, envy, entitlement. They have no boundaries. For them, they have no boundaries. And the shamelessness. And I actually read an article that uh, the author said that he felt that in biblical times, the Pharisees could have actually been considered narcissists for the way that they treated Jesus and the, his followers. You know? I thought that was rather interesting. Okay, so how do we deal with a narcissist when we are trying to live a Christian life and live with biblical principles? What do you feel that the biblical approach to that would be? And that's something that I wanted to... Um, to research and to find out, you know, the best way to handle a type of situation like that. And one commentator actually says that God does not view narcissism as a mere personality disorder, but as an evil that is driven by what is in that person's heart. So previously, you know, I read that doctors, and that was from the Mayo Clinic, that doctors felt that it was a mental health condition. However, this commentator feels that there is evil in that person's heart, and that that's what is coming out. In that same article, this commentator also said that God's love covers even the sin of a narcissist. So, their sin, God's love covers that. So without, without excusing the behavior of a narcissist, it doesn't give them a free pass. But at the same time, seeking God's strength, his wisdom, uh, seeking the Lord for help. If you feel that you are being or having narcissistic personality Seeking his help. So God's. His love covers a multitude of sins. So don't ever feel that. If you are. um, Feeling that you are having. Narcissistic behavior. You know God's got your back. He's right there. He will forgive you of those sins. And help you to get beyond those. And grow into. uh, A person that can control those behaviors. Um. One of the things that I have found, that as a Christian, that we are to set boundaries. Set boundaries and seek a support system. So if you are in a narcissistic relationship or in that type of situation, one of the big things for you is to set boundaries for yourself. And you also, the reason to seek support from family members, friends, your pastor, is because it can be challenged by the person with a narcissistic uh, personality. And when you're coming up on those challenges, it's going to be hard for you to stand your ground and hold those boundaries and be firm on your boundaries so I absolutely agree with setting boundaries stop entertaining narcissistic behaviors and the treatment from others they're you know from a narcissist stop entertaining them stop trying to fix them stop trying to save them Set your boundaries. And for the sake of your, your spiritual and your emotional well-being, stand firm on your boundaries. If your attempts to help them and save them have failed, set those boundaries. Adhere to them. Consider what you need to feel safe and happy And commit to those boundaries. And again, find a support system. Seek support from either someone who has been through it. From some of the programs that are out there that will help you. From a pastor. From friends, family, whoever you have that is available to be your support. That's how you get your power back. Your spiritual and your mental health depend on it. Commit to the boundaries and get your power back. Now, I want to share something else, and I thought this was interesting that one commentator wrote. He says, remember, Galatians 5, and 23 speaks of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But as a Christian... Love is not opposed to preserving yourself against abuse of others. Let me read that again. As a Christian, when God says this, love is not opposed to preserving oneself against the abuse of others. Patience is not opposed to setting limits. Gentleness is not opposed to... To rebuke. So in essence, what I'm saying is, for your own mental health, I'm going to repeat it. For your own spiritual health, for your own mental health, set your boundaries. Figure out what your boundaries are. Let's say it is a friend that has the narcissistic behavior. Or a parent. It could be a parent. The boundaries that you could set would be to limit your time that you're talking to them. Maybe not see them as often. Not hang out with them. Not do things with them quite as often. If they make you start to feel that they are treating you in the narcissistic ways and and Treating you poorly. That's one of the boundaries. Some people may cut ties completely with that person. I'm a person that, I don't know, I just feel like everybody can be saved. Everybody has potential. So this is a struggle for me to completely cut someone out of my life. But if that is what you have to do, then do it. Um, If it's a spouse, now this one is a little bit harder because there are so many circumstances in a marriage that comes into play when you're considering, are you in a narcissistic relationship? Um, Do you have children? You know, do you have uh, assets together and things like that? So there is a lot to consider again. Start working to set those boundaries, seek help most especially if it's a relationship that is harder to get out of such as a marriage or you know if you know if you're in a relationship with someone, those are a little bit harder versus a friend. Uh, I think a family member would be hard if cutting ties with a family member or setting boundaries if it's a family member so. I hope that this has helped you. I want to leave you with this last quote. I've said it once during the podcast, but I want to to read this to you again. Not only setting boundaries, but listen to this quote. I thought this was really good. It says, the only way to win with a toxic person is not to play. Okay? so Set your boundaries. You are important, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. You are the one that has to put those boundaries into place and to follow those boundaries. You have a fantastic day, and I pray that if this has reached you and you are in a situation as this, Seek out help, Um, find programs in your area, find a pastor to uh, confide in, and seek help. You have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye!